So at the same time, as soon as Alex and Artie left, Bobby, you go to make your way over to the secretary's office to check to see if the Weefy is working and to see what you can find. So as you go to the secretary's office, you open up their office. And of course, that's the typical kind of like secretary office. It's like there's the computer, the chair, the keyboard and all that. This nice mahogany desk. There's a little bit of some organized binders sitting behind it, whatever. It's very minimalistic. And on the desk, obviously, is the monitor itself and everything that you need. So, yes, yeah, you just walk over to the computer. <laughs> I was going to walk over to the computer. Is Are there windows in the in this office? Yes. <laughs> Do they have the like stereotypical office blind? The horizontal one that you have to you pull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Bobby, are they open or closed right now? They are currently closed at the moment. All right. So before Bobby sits at the computer, he doesn't want to peek outside and take a quick look to see if any zombies have are by the church or have been attracted to the church. Okay. So, Bobby, as you open the blinds, and you take a peek through the window. You don't see anything. Obviously, within the limited view that the window is showing, you do see that there is a little there's, I guess, controlled chaos is the best way to put it. It's like garbage everywhere, like glass all over the building across the street that the windows have been broken. You just see the breeze pushing like garbage across the street you see a car that has been boosted and broken into across it's it looks to be the quiet to be formed utter chaos but you don't see any zombies per se uh, so bobby is gonna mutter to himself how oh, this fucking sucks. and he is gonna close let the blinds close and he's gonna go to the computer and he's gonna try to start the computer up <laughs> awesome Alrighty. So, Bobby, as you boot up the computer, at least for what it seems, the electricity is working at the moment and the computer does boot up. As it boots up, it plays a stereotypical like turn on sound as it turns on and it loads everything. <laughs> Just because I think it's hilarious. As soon as it's like login screen and it just says username. And then it's just the email of the secretary, and then underneath is the password bar. <laughs> okay. I would... F so, one of Bobby's skill patches is computers. So, I, I would think that pre-apocalypse, Padre would have brought Bobby in here to use the computer to, like, print out, like, flyers for the Boy Scout popcorn sale or the i'm sorry the brave scouts popcorn sale and like other things like the church bake sale and whatnot so if he doesn't know the password i think bobby would know where to look for the password because normal normally the old folk not to not to downgrade people but normally the old folk especially when they work in an office 
they'll write their password down and they'll put it like in a drawer that's easily accessible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll take it a step further because this is the secretary's computer. It's, and again, we're not downgrading people here, but from personal experience, from both my profession and in my personal life, usually people of the older folk. Padre knew that you are the tech wizard, as he dubs it. So I'll take it a step further. And you actually help the secretary set up the computer as well. So that definitely now you set it up and you wrote it down for her. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to have you roll for brains to see how well you do. But because this is your computer you and you were able to give me a good enough reason as how it comes into play in this situation, you get to add plus three to your roll. So that's going to be a 10. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a success. Bobby, it's easy enough for you. And you just roll your eyes a little bit. You're just like, this password's really easy because she wanted it to be easy. So it's literally, you know what? I'm gonna let you come up with the password. What is the secretary's password to her computer? To their her computer? All right. So Bobby's gonna stare at the at the login screen for a minute, and then he's gonna just type in the view and hit enter. And then he's as the computer unlocks and comes to life he's just gonna put a put, put his head in his hand and he's just gonna be like oh, mrs jones i told you you had to change the fucking the view really you need at least a number in there and some fucking whatever and uh, he's he's gonna let the computer log on and uh, finish booting up and then he's gonna pause as he stares the, at the computer right and then he's gonna take the mouse in his hand and he's going to try to open he's going to try to open Google. <laughs> OK, so you just you open it. Now, the important question. Are we using Firefox or are we using Google Chrome? <laughs> no, we're using Google Chrome because that's just standard. Oh, my goodness. All righty. <laughs> so, Bobby, as you <laughs> open up Chrome, the Wi-Fi is currently working at the moment somehow. And you type in, you enter Google and you open it up. So you are now on Google's homepage. So what are you going to look up? So Bobby's going to start by typing in apocalypse. <laughs> See if anything, number one searched, number one search topic, if that comes up. Oh All righty. So as you type in apocalypse, Bobby, you get like, way too many search like way too many search results for apocalypse and yeah and it's just you get the definition you get like multiple apocalypses like you also get the cartoon like apocalyptica for some reason as well <laughs> so right, um, if yeah all right so once he types in apocalypse and all this shit just comes up he's just gonna be like ah oh, fuck that and he's going to go straight to he's going to go straight to looking up some news sources. So he's going to go to like CNN. He's going to go to Fox News. He's going to go. He's going to run the gamut like from all the all. They're all going to be major news outlets, but he's going to open one tab and he'll have CNN on one tab. He's going to open another tab, have Fox News on another tab. He's going to open another tab, have MSNBC on that tab, so on and so forth. And he's going to he's going to look to see, like, what exactly 
what the current news is right now. Okay, so let's see. So as you are opening the tabs, Bobby, you go into your element and you start cross-referencing through different websites, checking sources, all that stuff. Now, as you are looking for specific details about what is actually going on, you're starting to see you're starting to see some small articles from these major websites about some sort of disaster that broke out in Sequoia Falls. But as you're reading the articles, it doesn't seem that there's enough information. And what's even more discon disconcerting here is that you all know that there are zombies in this town given the fact that you ran into one on the way over to the church but as you are reading it you start to see that the article doesn't mention these zombies and in fact it doesn't mention a lot what you do see is that the authors of these articles are just talking about some sort of medical outbreak virus type of thing that has happened in your little town slash city. But there's no mention as to zombies that the walking dead are there. It looks like they're being very vague. Now, Bobby, what I want you to do is I want you to roll me a brains at a plus three to the computer. And I want to see how high you get, because it's going to determine a couple more pieces of information. 17. Shit. All right. <laughs> OK. So, Bobby, as you are continuing to cross reference the various articles, you're starting to see a repeating pattern of these journalists saying the same thing, that it's some sort of more of a medical emergency and medical outbreak in Sequoia Falls and not mentioning the living dead. The other pieces of information that you're actually able to get is one article mentions that there seems to be some sort of upcoming response from Vantatech, which is a kind of a medical technological corporation, and they're going to give a statement as to address what is happening in Sequoia Falls in a couple of days in the neighboring city. But more importantly, you start to see a pattern because as you are so like when you click on news articles, they usually give you like related stuff to whatever is the main topic that most online news outlets tend to have. I should know because as a teacher, I set these up for my students to do research in. So I know this all too very well. <laughs> But as you click on these articles, you're starting to notice that there seems to be other small cities within New Mexico that are experiencing something similar. But the one thing that also gets your attention is that you see an article mentioning this same phenomenon happening, but on a more grander scale that it seems and progressing a lot further than your small little town that is happening currently in Las Vegas, which you know is where currently your other Troop 202 member, Diego, is currently living in as well. And you're reading this article about what's going on in Vegas, and it seems that it's the same phenomenon, but because it's a bigger metro 
metropolitan area than Sequoia Falls, there's more of a massive scale. But once again, it's being attributed to some sort of medical emergency, medical outbreak. But those are the pieces that you find. Okay. Other than that, though, is there any current news about what's going on in the world? So in other words, from all the articles and whatnot that I'm finding, it appears that currently this is sticking to like New Mexico and Las Vegas. So probably like Nevada. But he would also like to check if Washington, D.C. is on lockdown or if like the news coming out of Washington, D.C. is like the normal everyday news. Is New York City in lockdown or is the news coming out of New York City normal everyday news? Is Boston on lockdown? Is is London on lockdown? Or are they just re- reporting regular, regular news for those big metropolitan areas? Okay. So with that 17, as you continue to do some research, when you start more of a micro scale, like within the vicinity of your own area and your own state, you're starting to see these similar stories. But as you expand the scope of your research to include a more macro viewpoint of the world, you don't see anything happening in other states, other countries, anything else in the world. It seems to be more focused on whatever is going on is happening within your county and your town and also any neighboring districts in New Mexico but it doesn't seem to have gotten to the point where it's starting to spread to the other states or even to the rest of the world as well. Okay. So then the final thing Bobby is going to do is he's going to start looking up local message boards, local chat boards. He's going to look up Reddit. He's going to look on Twitter, Instagram and see if anyone from Sequoia Falls it has posted anything in regards to we're here, meet up here, be watch out for here, blah, blah, blah. So he's now definitely going to look for more neighborhood news. And also if there's an online Sequoia Falls Gazette or something like that, he's going he's gonna, to and YouTube, he's going to scour YouTube, too. And he's going to check like the YouTube shorts. Okay, so I'm having to do two things, Bobby. First, I would like you to roll me a D10. Six, the number of the beast. Okay. All right. So now, thank you for doing that. Just wanted to see what would happen next. And now go ahead and roll me another brains with a plus three because of your computer patch. Eleven. Cool. So now I get to do something fun. Let me pull up my map of New Mexico. (laughs) A little peek behind the screens to the listening audience. I do a lot of my research for these games, especially when I base it in real life locations. Alrighty. So to give you a little bit, and this is for the rest of my players as well, to give you all a little bit of some information. So the fictional town of Sequoia Falls is located If you were and I will post this bad podcasting, but I will post a picture in the general chat in a little bit. But if you were to take a look at the map of New Mexico, your little town of Sequoia Falls is within the Sandoval district of New Mexico. 
and it is kind of close to the it's basically Sequoia Falls is the closest city is San Ysidro. And so Bobby, as you're taking a look and scouring the social medias and the YouTubes and all that stuff, you're able to find that there was a bit of news. Granted, as you're looking through the feeds, you're seeing a chronological timeline of things going off. Zombie pic- pictures and videos of the zombies. It's like one of those people like we're recording something and then they're holding the phone. So all you're doing is seeing like the phone move with the person. You're just seeing feet running and things like that. But probably the most important piece that you find is as you're looking through all of this, the videos, the social media posts, all that stuff, you find that apparently, as was mentioned, Vantatech, the tech company that I mentioned not too long ago, they posted that they would also not only be doing their conference, but they will also be guiding people to a safe zone at their headquarters in Santa Fe, (laughs) which is a little bit away from where you guys are at. So let me post this map for y'all real quick. So that way you have it. (laughs) Yes, I'm yes, Amador. It is the scene from Signs of the Alien. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, it's great. But yeah, so That is probably the biggest piece you find from the social media post, Bobby, is that there is a safe zone supposedly in (laughs) over in Santa Fe. Okay, and with that, I am going to shut the shut the computer off. And before I head out of the office, I'm going to just look out the window one more time because we're getting towards. uh, we're getting towards nighttime now, right? Because you said it was late afternoon. It was like four or five o'clock. So we're getting towards the evening of things. Okay. So I would, I want to take one more look outside just as, yes, looking for zombies, but also checking to see if any street lights come on, if any, if there are any buildings or houses that are visible from the office, if there are any, if any lights have turned on, in those buildings or, or houses. So as you are looking through, as you're looking through, you notice that the streetlights do come on, Bobby. And so there's a little bit of power. But as you're looking for any other signs of life, don't really necessarily see anything in out of the ordinary, at least what you normally would see. I need you to give me, yeah, give me another brain throw. Five. Okay, barely, but there is enough to pass. As you are looking out, Bobby, you, again, lights come on. You don't see any other signs of life, no signs of zombies. As you're getting ready to retreat from the window, it's like one of those things where you take a last glance out before you leave. And as you take this last glance, you see a black hooded figure kind of walking their way across the street from the left side to the right side of the window. And they're just walking nonchalantly. And as you're following their pattern, it seems that they're going to be heading up towards the choir, like the street that is facing the choir loft in the church. And walking that direction 
and you're following this hooded individual until they disappear from your vantage point of the window. Bobby's going to mutter to himself, all right, fucking zombies are one thing, but if I got to deal with fucking cultists, this is, I want to go fucking back to Boston and fucking deal with cultists in Boston. The fuck? And he is going to head out and look for Artie and Alex. Cool. So you leave Mrs. Jones's office. Nice office lady. You leave Mrs. Jones's office. You close the door behind and you make your way back to the main sanctuary of the church. So at this time, Bobby, as you are walking in, coming from the door leading to the trailer where you guys have your meetings, walks in Alex and Artie. And you first thing you notice, Bobby, is all of the snacks and the water jugs that they were able to find. More importantly, you recognize that Artie and Alex have found Padre's stash of secret sweets that you all know he has, but you pretend to not know where it's at just because we like the Padre. So we respect boundaries somewhat. As Bobby sees the two walk in with with the spoils of their searches, he's going to be he's going to look at the stuff. He's going to be like, "Diabetes is on the menu for dinner tonight, huh?" Don't look at me. Look at look at Padre. He he's the one hiding all the snacks. I know. I just I know. It's the best that we got. Yeah, It'll man. do for now. At least it looks like we aren't going to have to be drinking our piss anytime soon. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a lot of fucking. That's a lot of fucking uh. water. It is a lot of water, but it isn't going to last forever. Nah. Now, let's think mm-hmm. about this, though, because the streetlight's on, all right? And okay. we still have electricity. So if we still have electricity, that should mean that the that the water treatment plant should still have electricity. So tap water should still be okay. Except there's no pressure here, really. Yeah. The water pressure is, like, non-existent almost. Fuck me sideways. All right. So Bobby's going to sit back down, crisscross applesauce on a pew, and he's like, all right, so you boys want to hear the good news, the bad news, the worst news? How do you how you want it? Ruined my day. It's already ruined. Yeah, make it. Let's hear, let's hear the worst news. That way the good news can make it somewhat better. All right. So apparently this is a local situation that we got going on here. From what I found out, it's our county, neighboring counties, some of the counties in Arizona, I'm sorry, some other counties in New Mexico, looks like Vegas is being affected. But uh, as I was looking, I didn't see nothing in any of the major cities like uh, New York City, Washington, D.C. Those fuckheads are still uh, fucking everything up normally. I guess that's a good thing, huh? I did see, does the name Vantatech mean anything to any of you guys? Eh, Not really for me. I could imagine maybe my mom's worked with them or worked... With the stuff that they give the hospital, but that's about it. Okay, so apparently they're all over this fucking shit. Supposedly they've set up this safe zone over in Santa Fe. But on the flip side, they're apparently coming to do the mitigation of this issue. So I don't fully know what that means. If if they are going to go fucking Silent Hill on us and bring the troops in. Or if they're just going to fucking nuke us again. But I did see some news that, that Vantatech is, uh, is coming to deal. And Bobby will do air quotes with his fingers. Deal with this issue. 
I don't know if it's my anxiety or the paranoia I've picked up from, again, 4chaners and Redditors, but maybe the them dealing with the problem would include us. This can't be leaked out. If someone knew that there were zombies on the loose, and we know that there's zombies on the loose, and they don't want to keep us hush-hush, the easiest way is to how you guys say wherever you're from, Bobby, a long walk and a short pier? Oh, indubitably. A fucking long walk off a short fucking pier. Which reminds me something else that I saw. All the fucking news coming out of our towns and our beautiful state of New fucking Mexico is downplaying the whole fucking zombie thing. There's not even a fucking mention of it. While everyone else is fucking walking around playing fucking tiddlywinks. They don't think anything's happening out here. Now, mind you, I, when I checked YouTube, I got a, a pretty concise timeline of the fucking events of shit. But all the main news medias, they ain't saying fucking shit about what's going on. So, from what I'm understanding is, we have to get the fuck out and get out really fucking quick. Adi, I think you hit the fucking the nail on the fucking head there. But we can't fucking go nowhere without the rest of the troops, you know what I mean? I feel you, I feel you. I guess it's Bubba's either tonight or tomorrow. Seeing how we've all been properly traumatized this night, this day, maybe perhaps we should fucking take shifts. One of us takes shifts while everyone else sleeps. And we'll just switch off and then we'll just wait for everyone else to wake up. Sounds like a good plan. What say yeah. you there, good Alex? That's saying it sounds good to me. And here, since I was already, since you guys woke me up anyway, I'll take first watch. Good, because I feel like trying to sleep off some of this fucking anxiety. Time to hit the old dusty trail. And with that, Bobby's gonna find a pew and try to make himself comfortable. And he's gonna do the fucking thing where he's gonna take a Bible, he's gonna open it up and put it over his face, <laughs> covers his face, and he's gonna. Try to go to sleep. Um, Artie's going to roll off the pew and sleep on the floor in between hiding himself. Alrighty. Alright, so that just leaves. Alex, you're going to be taking first watch. Yep. Alrighty. Most excellent. Alrighty. So, Alex, as you're taking first watch, you you take into sight Artie and Bobby just resting up a little bit on one side of the church. On the other side, CJ and Ozzy and Gabe and Padre also trying to get some rest, which kind of leaves you the only one awake, per se. Now, as you sit there and you process everything that has transpired so far, I would like to take this moment. Alex, why don't you give us a rundown of what he you alex is currently going his thought processes right now what is where is our emotions at give an internal monologue so to speak of what our good old alex is going through right now the main part is he just stares off in the distance is just first of one just where is his family how are they doing that's always the first thought anyone's mind when the apocalypse hit well besides making sure that they're alive themselves but yeah but this is one where his dad mom and brother are 
And I was just saying, I was like, how the hell are they going to get out? Because depending on what exactly is wrong with Big Bertha, it may not be something we can easily fix and be able to drive off next day or next morning with. And just all those different thoughts just run through his head throughout the time he's watching. Just mainly, okay, so how are we going to go about this? How are we going to go about this? How are we going to go about this? Just thinking of like all the different possibilities that can happen as they try and get to safety. Okay. Alrighty. So, Alex, as you're decompressing in more a better term, lesser, more of a better term here, you hear, as you're decompressing, you suddenly hear what's in the stillness of the church and in the quiet. Now, we know that Padre can snore, but even in between the snores, you start to hear what seems to be a commotion coming from upstairs but more so at where the bell is at top of the bell tower okay at this point i'm going to try and wake bobby up so i'm just, just gonna walk over to where he is and kind of just nudge his shoulder and go like bobby yeah yes i had the fucking ruckus and he bobby slowly moved the bible off his face actually he's not even no he's gonna close the bible but he's gonna hold on to it and he's gonna be like he's that's going to be his weapon. He's just going to throw the Bible. Yeah, putting it out of character. Putting a new meaning to Bible thumper. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a good way to go. That was great. <laughs> no, but I'm back in character though. If you heard that, we should, we should go check it out. All right. Do we want to wake Adi up or do we want to let... The- Let's let him... Rest a little bit longer. We just gotta make sure we can yell as loud as freaking possible if needed. All right, I can do that. I can scream like a little bitch. All right, let's go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was so caught off guard. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the name of this episode: "Scream Like a Little Bitch." No, just kidding. <laughs> nope, you said it. It's officially the name. <laughs> oh man. All righty, Alex and Bobby, you guys make your way back up. You make your way towards the front. So technically, it's the front end where the altar is, but it can yeah. be considered the back of the church because you came in from the front from the entrance. Yeah. But the point is, you make your way towards the staircase that leads up this little bell tower. So just as a reminder to the listening audience and to my players as well, this is the same bell tower that Ozymandias ended up climbing up where he found the hooded figure that gave him the shiny piece of mirror to signal SOS, which letter group here. So as the two of you climb up the stairs, you begin to hear. Surprisingly, you begin to hear some sort of humming. As if somebody is singing a or humming what seems to be a lullaby of some sort. It's just like a regular melody and it's just continuing on with humming. And it's from this humming, you can tell that it seems to be of a more high-pitched register of voice. So, do we have to go through the through the choir loft to access this area? You do. Okay. When we walk into the choir loft, are the choir missiles stacked up? They are. I'm interested to see where this is going. So as they move through the choir loft bobby so he has the bible but he's gonna he's gonna slowly take a stat like a half stack of the choir missiles so that he can and he's gonna like load one in his hand like a ninja star if anything attacks him he's gonna fucking 
toss choir missiles in the Bible at them. That is hilarious. I love it. Alrighty. So as you continue on, so you go through the choir loft and you begin to head up the stairs where as you get closer to the door leading to the opening of the bell tower, like the platform that you're there, you start to hear the humming grow louder and louder, but it's just there. And as you get to the door, I'm assuming y'all are going to open this door as quietly as you possibly can. Oh, yeah. And with Bobby having their hand primed, I should say, it's probably going to be Alex who attempts to open the door to make it easy. That way, Bobby doesn't have to worry about dropping the choir missile to throw. Awesome. As you two... Oh, I think I know, but just to clarify, Bobby, you're taking lead, correct? <laughs> when, when the door opens, Bobby will... Sure. Okay. So Bobby takes lead with Alex right behind Bobby. As you open the door and you two quietly get to the precipice of the entrance. Obviously, you guys are used to the giant bell of the bell tower hanging above. But as you open the door and you quietly try to turn the corner to see what's making the humming noise, you see a hooded figure just staring out to the distance of the town. And you see what looks to be a black hood with some combat boots and some denim jeans, as far as what you can see from the back of this person. And they're just humming. Bobby, you recognize this figure as the same one that you saw past the window as you were leaving the Mrs. Jones's secretary office. And they're unaware of your situation. They're just staring out. They're just humming. They're looking over the skyline, so to speak, of Sequoia Falls. But they are unaware to your presence. And th those are the only that's the only individual that's up here right now. Correct. That you can see. OK. Alex, do you want to do anything? All right, Alex is being quiet there because he didn't really get a chance to grab anything to use as a weapon as we came up. So he's barehanded. All right, so then Bobby is going to, like, ready himself. He's going to stand, like, s sideways, and he's going to put a bend in his feet, and he's going to get that fucking choir missile just, like, ready just to toss, right? And uh, he's going to quietly, but loudly enough that this individual can hear him, is going to say, I'm going to give you one fucking minute to tell us who the fuck you are or else you're going to be finding Jesus. And by that, I mean, I'm going to be tossing these things at your fucking head. So, Bobby, as you say, this person stops humming. And as you were walking up, they were like leaning against the railing. And so they were a little hunched over. And as soon as you say that, they straighten up a little bit. That this individual mm, is about the is about a couple inches taller than you, Bobby. But as they stand up straight, that this black cloth kind of begins to drape a little more loosely than you thought. So it seems that whoever is inside of this is very petite, so to speak, I guess is the best way to put it. And as you kind of finish saying, as I'm going to throw this at your face, <laughs> you just hear, not even turning around, you just hear this voice. Oh, come now, Bobby, do we really have to do this all the time? That 
you know, we interact like this. Listen, I know you don't like my dad, but come on now. And this is a more effeminate voice coming. And as this figure turns around, Bobby, you immediately recognize this person immediately. You recognize this to be Danny. She is Big Bubba's daughter. <laughs> She's the one that is your contact, so to speak, in the auto shop. And she just looks at you. Now, why don't you put the Bible down and let's talk like actual people? Jumping Jiminy fucking Christmas. Why the fuck? Uh, uh, excuse me. Ex I'm not going to be rude. Hold on one second, Danny. And uh, Bob is going to turn to Alex. Alex, this is Danny. The offspring of the asshole Bubba that owns Bubba's mechanic shop that we need to infiltrate. And then he'll turn back to Danny and be like, now, can you explain to me why you're fucking sneaking around like a level 15 mage trying to cast fireball? I love that. So Danny just looks and is like, for one, I was trying to escape that as she points down and you just see zombies in the distance. It's like the living dead. Who would have fucking knew? <laughs> I called that shit, by the way, like Elyon, but that's neither here nor there. Bobby's, Bobby is going to look to where she's pointing and he would like to assess what the fuck is going on over there. So Bobby and for all intents and purposes to Alex at this point, the two of you look over the railing and you start to see that there are zombies in the street like there were during the day. But you notice that there seems to be a little bit more now that the sun has gone down a little bit. Again, they are just wandering about. But there seems to be a little more of them. And more importantly, you two also get your first glimpse at what Ozymandias saw as he was escaping from his house. And you see these decaying, zombified pooches, doggos, whatever you want to call them as well, just stalking the streets, smelling the air and kind of working in packs of two to three, making their way down the street. And as you're... As the two of you look at this and you turn your attention back to Danny, she says, yeah, let's just say that I'm not about to go down there and handle that business. Yeah, that's above my pay grade, I guess, so to speak. But that's neither here nor there. And turns to you, Bobby. So if you now, if you would be a dear, I need you and the rest of your troop 202's help, so to speak. Why, sure. It's it would be unpolite to to refuse help for a request for assistance. Why don't you come on into our humble abode and we can discuss this where we don't have the fucking mutated dogs trying to sniff our shit out. Good idea. And she just motions for you and Alex to lead the way back down the stairs. And obviously you two oblige. You take Danny down the stairs, through the choir loft, back into the sanctuary. As you two and Danny walk into the rest of the group who are just still stirring about sleeping a little bit. And as Danny takes in the sight, she says, I wasn't expecting more of you, but I'm glad. Because you're definitely going to need numbers, especially for what I'm about to ask you, Bobby. Oh, well, you don't ask me. See, we're this is Troop 202. 
that you're talking to. When you ask me, you gotta ask everyone. Fair enough. Do you want to wake him up or should I? <laughs> yeah, I'll here. I'll work on work uh, on waking him up. Why won't you? And Bobby will kind of give her one of the chorus missiles to read as if it was like a magazine. Be like, why don't you fucking read up on some fucking hymns or some shit? And Bobby will go to wake the rest of the group up. Cool. So, Bobby, you have no trouble waking up the rest of Troop 202 as well as Padre. So as everyone congregates a little bit, Danny's standing next to you. <laughs> and as everyone's just eyeing up and down to see you. Okay? <laughs> uh, when did she get here? I'm just gonna rub his eyes. She used her fucking level five teleportation spell to fucking teleport up to the bell tower. That's why she's wearing the fucking robe. Do you know Danny? This is Danny, by the way. Danny, she's the offspring of fucking Baba, the fucking waste of space that runs the, the mechanic joint down the street. No, Danny, your dad ripped my mom off. Charged her almost a hundred dollars for an oil change. Fucking ridiculous. Danny, and you thought I was just being an asshole. Who is the asshole now, Danny? So you see Danny roll her eyes hard as she just looks at you. Look, I know my father is not on the up and I agree with you. I promise I do. But actually, that he's he is the how do I put this nicely? He's the, the main part of what I need help with. So I know everyone's feelings to my father is not necessarily the best. And I totally understand. And I don't agree with it either. But I need you all to put that aside a little bit because I'm a I'm gonna need your help in regards to him. We have to go get him. Please tell me we don't have to go get your dad. Not so much as say get him, but more so I need you to look for him. I haven't seen him in about two days and I'm getting worried. He said he would be back, but he hasn't. And I need I need some help. Looking for him. It's possible he may have been turned. At the mention, (laughs) uh, yeah. At the mention of that, Alex, you just see Danny give you like the dirtiest look on the planet, and she just stares you up and down, giving you that look. (laughs) And she says, "I have considered that possibility, but I don't want to cross that bridge until I see it with my own two eyes." But yeah, that's the reason I need your help. I need your help in finding my father. I do know where he went. Oh, you know what? Let me just explain what happened. Dear old dad thought it would be a good idea to not order any new battery components for the shop for cars and things like that. And of course, he never wants to listen to me, but he thinks he knows everything. But that's besides the point. So now that there are zombies outside, he decides that, hey, we're going to make an escape. So unfortunately, our car needs a battery. And he wants to find some extra ones as well, just in case, wherever this happens. He left two days ago to see if there was any batteries, because he didn't order any. He went to go see if there was any batteries in the auto shop at the school. That was two days ago, and I have yet seen or heard from him then. And I'm afraid that something happened to him, or he found himself in some sort of trouble. And I need help going to the school to figure out where the hell my dad went. And as she says this from her pocket, you see her pull out this these the ring of keys. And I promise to make it worth your while. 
If you can figure out what happened to my dad, I would be happy to lend our shop for you to use whatever it is that you want from it. And I, my dad has no objection, especially if you save his dumb ass from whatever he found himself in. So what you're telling me is, if we go get the big old you call father, bring him back to you, you're going to give us the keys to the shop? <laughs> of course. The shop is yours to do whatever you need to do. And looks over at all of you. I saw Big Bertha at the edge of town, and I know you're going to need to fix her up. As she looks over to Padre, and Padre, I already told you. How many times have I told you that Big Bertha needs more than just gum and some duct tape? Hey, don't diss Big Bertha like that. I said, that's the fucking highest quality of fucking quality duct tapes to be fucking used on Big Bertha. I just have you know that. Okay, Bobby looks at the rest of the group. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but let's go find fucking Bubba. Ah, fuck. Fine. Guess we have to. If I was in your shoes, I would do the same. I'll go find your fucking dad. That's the mother, dude. Oh, my goodness. Alrighty. So, with mission in hand, you guys have agreed to help Daddy by going to the school to find out where exactly Bib Bubba went. And I think that is a good place to call the session there for tonight. We actually got a lot of cool stuff done. We got some information. We got some snacks to be found. And y'all have got your hook for the first big part of what's about to go down in this game. But that is going to conclude our episode of Brave New Wild. When we come back with next time, we're going to see what kind of things are going on at the school. Where will Troop 202 find Big Bubba? What's in the school? What kind of trouble did Big Bubba get into? What horrors might be waiting in the hallowed halls of Sequoia Falls Middle? You're going to have to tune in to next episode to find all that out. But from myself, my cast, and the rest of us here at Vibe Tribe Productions, we would like to thank you to listening to Brave New Wilds and Junior Braves of the Apocalypse TRPG Actual Play. And, of course, as always, take care of yourselves, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Until next episode, we'll see you later. But until then, ta-ta for now. This has been a Vibe Tribe production. Remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, keep those good times rolling. We'll see you next time.